0: Morning ladies and gentlemen and friends and brothers and sisters in Christ. It's January the 17th today. We're getting through these readings quite well. Uh, Warning in advance, there's quite a bit of names in the first reading, Genesis chapters 35 and 36. These chapters, like previous chapters we've read um, so far, have uh, a list of descendants of key people in the Bible, such as Jacob and Esau. Uh, So you have to bear with me, I'm not very good at pronouncing the names, but I'll try my very best. I've said it before, but uh, even though there are certain passages, such as these ones, which can be hard to read and seem impossible to understand, uh, God put these passages in the Bible for a reason. And so let's make the effort to read them. Bear with us. Uh, So, yep, our first readings will come from Genesis chapters 35 and 36. We'll also be reading from Matthew chapter 12, as well as Psalm chapter 15 and Proverbs chapter 3. As usual, we always pray, Lord God, please bless your word to both me and to those who are following along. In Jesus' name, amen. So starting in Genesis chapter 35, verse 1, it says, Then God said to Jacob, get ready and move to bethel and settle there build an altar there to the god who appeared to you when you fled from your brother esau so jacob told everyone in his household get rid of all your pagan idols purify yourselves and put on clean clothing we are now going to bethel where i will build an altar to the god who answered my prayers when i was in distress he has been with me wherever i have gone so they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings, and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people and all the towns of that area, so no one attacked Jacob's family. Eventually, Jacob and his household arrived at Luz, also called Bethel, in Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, which means God of Bethel, because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother Esau. Soon after this, Rebekah's old nurse, Deborah, died. She was buried beneath the oak tree in the valley below Bethel. Ever since, the tree has been called Alon-Bakuth, which means Oak of Weeping. Now that Jacob had returned from Padanaram, God appeared to him again at Bethel. God blessed him, saying, your name is Jacob but you will no longer be but you will not be called Jacob any longer from now on your name will be Israel so God named him Israel Then God said I am El Shaddai God Almighty be fruitful and multiply you will become a great nation even many nations kings will be among your descendants and I will give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac yes I'll give it to you and your descendants after you Then God went up from the place where he had spoken to Jacob. Jacob set up a stone pillar to mark the place where God had spoken to him. Then he poured wine over it as an offering to God and anointed the pillar with olive oil. And Jacob named the place Bethel, which means house of God, because God had spoken to him there. Leaving Bethel, Jacob and his clan moved on toward Ephrath. But Rachel went into labour while they were still some distance away. Her labour pains were intense. After a very hard delivery, the midwife finally exclaimed, Don't be afraid, you have another son. Rachel was about to die, but with her last breath she named the baby Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. The baby's father, however, called him Benjamin which means son of my right hand. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Jacob set up a stone monument over Rachel's grave and it can be seen there to this day. Then Jacob travelled on and camped beyond Migdal-Eder. While he was living there, Reuben had intercourse with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Jacob soon heard about it. These are the names of the twelve sons of Jacob. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's oldest son, Sibion, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant, were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Zilpah, Leah's servant, were Gad and Asher. These are the names of the sons who were born to Jacob at Padanaram. So Jacob returned to his father Isaac in Mamre, which is near Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had both lived as foreigners. Isaac lived for one hundred and eighty years. Then he breathed his last and died at a ripe old age, joining his ancestors in death, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. All right, here comes the names, uh, starting in chapter thirty-six. Uh, This is the account of the descendants of Esau, also known as Edom. Esau married two young women from Canaan, Adar, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Aholibamah, the daughter of Anah, and granddaughter of Zibion, the Hivite. He also married his cousin, Basimath, who was the daughter of Ishmael and the sister of Nebaioth. Adar gave birth to a son named Eliphaz for Esau. Basimath gave birth to a son named Reuel Aholibamah gave birth to sons named Jush, Jalam and Korah. All these sons were born to Esau in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his children and his entire household along with his livestock and cattle, all the wealth he had acquired in the land of Canaan and moved away from his brother Jacob. There was not enough land to support them both because of all the livestock and possessions they had acquired. So Esau, also known as as Edom, settled in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of Esau's descendants, the Edomites, who lived in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife Adar, and Reuel, the son of Esau's wife Basimath. The descendants of Eliphaz were Temen, Omar, Zepho, Ketam and Kenaz, Timnah, the concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, gave birth to a son named Amalek. These are the descendants of Esau's wife Adah. The descendants of Reuel were Nehath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the descendants of Esau's wife Basimath. Esau also had sons through Ohelibamah, the daughter of Anah, and granddaughter of Zibeon. Their names were Jush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the descendants of Esau who became the leaders of various clans. The descendants of Esau's oldest son, Eliphaz, became the leaders of the clans of Taman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descended from Eliphaz. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Adah the descendants of Esau's son, Reuel became the leaders of the clans of Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the clan leaders in the land of Edom who descended from Reuel. All these were descendants of Esau's wife, Basimath. The descendants of Esau and his wife, Ohilabamah, became the leaders of the clans of Jush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the clan leaders who descended from Esau's wife, Ohilabamah, the daughter of Anah. These are the clans descended from Esau, also known as Edom, identified by the clan leaders. These are the same. Tr- these are the names of the tribes that descended from Seir, the Horite. They lived in the land of Edom, Latan, Shabal, Zibion, Anar, Dishan, Izzar and Dishan. These were the Horite clan leaders, the descendants of Seir, who lived in the land of Edom. The descendants of Latan were Hori and Himam. Latan's sister was named Timna. The descendants of Shubal were Alvan, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. The descendants of Zibian were Aya and Anna. This is the Anna who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness while he was graving his father's donkeys. The descendants of Anna were his son Dishon and his daughter Ohilabamah. The descendants of Dishon were Hemdan, Eshpan, Ethran, and Kiran. The descendants of Ezer were Bilhan, Savan, and Achan. The descendants of Deshan were Uz and Uran. So these were the leaders of the Horite clans Lotan, Shabal, Zibeon, Anah, Deshan, Ezer, and Deshan. The Horite clans are named after their clan leaders, who lived in the land of Seir. These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, son of Bel, who lived who ruled in Edom from his city Din-Habba. When Bela died, Jobab son of Zerah from Buzrah became king in his place. When Jobab died, Husham from the land of the Temanites became king in his place. When Husham died, died Hadad son of Bedad became king in his place and ruled from the city of He was the one who defeated the Midianites in the land of Moab. When Hadan died, Simla from the city of Masrakah, became king in his place. When Samla died, Shaul from the city of Rehoboth on the river became king in his place. When Shaul died, Baal-Hanan Baal son of Ashbor became king in his place. When Baal-Hanan son of Akbor died, Hadad became king in his place and ruled from the city Pau. His life. His wife was Mehetabal, the daughter of Matrid and granddaughter of Mezahab. These are the names of the leaders of the clans descended from Esau, who lived in the places named for them Timna, Halva, Jetheth, Oholibamah, Elah, Pinon, Kenaz, Timan, Mibzar, Magdiel and Duram These are the leaders of the clans of Edom, listed according to their settlements and the land they occupied They all descended from Esau, the ancestor of the Edomites That is not the easiest passage at all. Uh, Let's keep hanging in there, eh? Our next reading comes from Matthew chapter 12, starting in verse 1. At about that time, Jesus was walking through some grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, so they began breaking off some heads of grain and eating them. But some Pharisees saw them do it and protested. Look! Your disciples are breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Haven't you read the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God, and he and his companions broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. And haven't you read in the law of Moses that the priests on Judy in the temple may work on the Sabbath? I tell you, there is one here who was even greater than the temple. But you would not have condemned my innocent disciples if you knew the meaning of the scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For the Son of Man is Lord, even over the Sabbath. Then Jesus went over to their synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, Does the law permit a person to work by healing on the Sabbath? They were hoping he would say yes, so they could bring charges against him. And he answered, If you had a sheep that fell into a well on the Sabbath, wouldn't you work to pull it out? Of course you would. And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, the law permits a person to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand, and it was restored just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. But Jesus knew what they were planning. So he left that area, and many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them, but he warned them not to reveal who he was. This fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah concerning him. Look at my servant, whom I have chosen. He is my beloved, who pleases me. I'll put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the nation's He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Our next reading, Psalm chapter 15, verses 1 to 5, is a Psalm of David. And it says, Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honour the faithful followers of the Lord, and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest, and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. Our next and final reading is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 21-26. to 26. These are wise words, so listen carefully. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They're like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not be afraid of sudden disaster, or the destruction that comes upon the wicked, for the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a tract, in a trap. (laughs) Don't lose sight of common sense and discernment, friends. Those are the final words from me. Don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Well, tune in tomorrow as we go into the 18th of January. And as usual, we always pray. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.